Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. Hello, I'm Gail Halderman. I worked on the Mustang program at Ford Motor Company after 40 years of designing cars and trucks at Ford. Well, as I grew up, I wanted to be a lettering man. And so I went to the Dayton Art Institute to study lettering. And I found out that there was a class being taught by a man who had just designed a Tucker automobile. And so I wanted to switch courses. And I, his name was Reed V. Meister. And he was a great, great instructor. He taught us uh, to, he, he said, first of all, you can't be creative sitting down. If you want to be creative, you've got to stand up. And he said, the other thing is, you can't be creative like this. You've got to make, you got to be drawing like this and make it flow. So I recommend you use grease pencils because they flow. And so we sketched it at the Art Institute with grease pencils. And when I went to Ford Motor Company, and they said, uh, why don't you do what you, to get out, uh, get started? He said, why don't you just do what you've been doing? So I got my grease pencils out, and I started sketching with grease pencils. And they said, where in the world did you learn how to sketch with grease pencils? I said, down in Ohio. And the first thing you know, all of the guys there were sketching with grease pencils. And I was known as the grease pencil guy. And I carried one all the time. I used to sketch on the floor with them, on the models with them, and they're fantastic. The Ford Motor Company, I didn't think I was good enough because everybody that I was working with were doing beautiful airbrush drawings and designs I thought were fantastic, and I just didn't think I was good enough. And so I used to go home at night and, and sketch to try to get ahead of the game. So I would have some ideas of what I was gonna do that next day. And I learned a long time ago that you didn't have to be the best. You have to be able to work with people and let them do their job and just let, let you can't be the director and direct what they're doing. I, I found out that Everyone has to do their own thing, and they do a much better job if you leave it up to them to do it. Uh, I was very fortunate to <clears throat> be asked to work on the 57 Ford with a man by the name of Joe Orris. And Joe and I designed the car. I did the front end pretty much, and he did the rest of the car. And uh, uh, I did make the taillights bigger. And uh, because he got so much credit for it, he became the studio head, and he promoted me to a manager uh, for helping him. And that was the start of my career at Ford Motor Company. Well, at Ford Motor Company, we had a fellow named Hal Sperlick. And Hal Sperlick was, was telling me and Lee Iacocca that there was a huge market that we did not have a car for it. And he was recommending that we develop a car for this market. 
So Iacocca was talking to Mr. Ford, and Mr. Ford said, I don't want any part of it. He said, that's exactly the same story they told me when we did the Edsel, and it became a failure. So he said, I'm not interested in doing it at all, period. So Iacocca came and he said, the only way I can convince Mr. Ford to change his mind is if we had a design of a car that he liked. So he asked us to do a car. He told him we had, we had to do it in 10 days. So we worked day and night on it. I designed the, I designed the driver's side and Joe's designed the left side of the passenger side. And we did our, we did it in 10 days. I uh, designed the rear end one night at three o'clock in the morning. And the next morning we collectively decided what we we're going to do in the front end of the car. And so we, we got that all done, and Iacocca loved it, and he said, I got to get Mr. Ford over to look at it. So Mr. Ford came, he looked at it, and he said, I do like it. I like the car, but I'm not going to approve it. But he said, don't stop working on it. And Iacocca said, I think we got it. I think we got him. And that was the beginning of the Mustang. And we had a Hungarian clay modeler who was a horseman. And he said, I will do the horse for you. And he sketched it quickly, did a horse, and he carved the first one out of wood, and we chrome-plated it and put it in the car. And I wish I had kept that. I could have kept it easily, and I didn't do it. But anyway, uh, that horse has never changed from what he did that time. It's still being used today. One, one thing about the Mustang program is that we couldn't afford the car. And the only way we could afford it was to use another car as a base. And so Hal Sperlick found out that the best thing we could use was be a Falcon. We used the Falcon body, we used the Falcon instrument panel, seats, door panels, engines, everything was all Falcon. And all we did is put a, a different design on the sheet metal. And people didn't even realize that. It never hurt, it didn't hurt sales at all. And uh, we sold 23,000 Mustangs the first day simply because of the design of the car. And uh, one thing about the Mustang that was interesting was that the, the engineers had, 30, I think, 60-some areas on the car that we didn't meet the Ford standards. And so I had to work with them. <clears throat> and a lot of them were easy to do. We had to move the door handles. We had to move the license plate brackets, we had to move the this and that, and those were simple. But the big item that we didn't agree upon was the bumpers. We did not use the Ford Standard bumper. The Ford Standard was much bigger, larger, stuck outside the car, and I said, I don't want to do that. It'll ruin the back end. The back end flows with the rear, rear end of the car. And they said, yeah, but that's a standard and you got to do it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. 
Leah Cook will be here Friday. You come and present your reasoning and uh, have him make the decision. And they said, oh, hell, he'll agree with you. So they got they got off the bumper situation right away. Um, but I had to go through every every one of them, and they liked the car. And engineers, I found in my whole career, if they liked what we were doing, they were easy to work with. If they didn't like it, they could be tough as hell and very difficult to work with. But uh, I worked very well with the engineers. We had respect for each other. What else can I tell you? Uh, how about a little bit about the 60, the, when the fastback came around? Well, the fastback, <laughs> the program was over budget. And we as designers said, you know what? This car would look fantastic if we had a fastback. But if, if anybody knew that we were doing it, they'd stop it. So we went over to a, a small area, locked the door. We designed the fastback. We sent it to the shop, had it cast. We had it fabricated in fiberglass. We painted it poppy red. And we took it out in the courtyard and put a cover over it. And the next time that Lee Iacocca came over to a meeting, we said, before you leave, Lee, we want to show you something. And we walked out in the courtyard, we took the cover off, and he walked around and walked around and walked around, and he was twirling his cigar, and that was a sign he liked it. And he said, we just, we just got to do it. We got to do it. And that's how the fastback showed up. Well, I worked on the, on the, the 69. Uh, it was actually designed by a fellow named Ken Spencer, but Ken worked for me, and uh, I let him pretty much do the car, but I was working with him all, th all through the whole thing. Uh, and I always liked that 69 design. Uh, worked on a few after that, naturally, but uh, uh, I didn't personally design any of them. I tried to let the designers design them, and uh, I would just stand back and guide them along a little bit. And uh, I told them if I didn't like what they were doing, they, that car would never get to the showroom. Sometimes <laughs> I worked. I worked on a lot of Galaxy programs and and uh, car and truck programs, but I think. Uh, the, the 79 Lincoln Town Car, which was very well liked. Mr. Ford loved the design of it. Uh, we softened the car from the original Lincolns for that period. Um, and he thought that was good. But um, <laughs> the interesting story about that is that we had a beautiful fiberglass painted dark blue. and he liked to see it. He'd come over once in a while and look at it and say, oh, yeah, there's my car. Great. And so one time I got a phone call and they said, by the way, Mr. Ford at lunch was talking about the Lincoln and uh, he wants to come and look at it again. And I said, it's on an airplane going to California right now. And I said, well, we can get it. 
So I called a dispatcher, we turned the airplane around, we brought it back, we uh, unloaded it, we took it over to the World Headquarters garage and put it on a carpet. Mr. Ford came down and looked at it and he said, that's it, I really like it, thanks a lot guys. Turned around, walked away, we put it back on the airplane and sent it back to California. But uh, <laughs> what you don't do for the boss. <laughs> But Mr. Ford was easy to work with. Uh, Iacocca especially was, if he liked you, it was easy to work with. Uh, tough, very demanding. He knew what he wanted. And uh, and if, if, he, if you were doing things he didn't like, he just got rid of you. He just said, he's wasting my time. Get him out of here. And so... Uh, but he, Iacocca and I got along beautifully together, and uh, he, uh, he he gave me a lot of privileges I shouldn't probably gotten it. And uh, but he used to walk over. Iacocca would come to the design studios all by himself. He'd walk in and he'd say, "Are we going to work? Are we we looking at some cars on Friday? Yeah, where are they?" And I said, "They're back in the shop. So let's go back and look at them." So we'd go back, and there'd be the cars back there, and the workers were working on them. And he'd say, uh, do you guys like these cars? And they'd say, oh, yeah, we like them. Which one do you like? They said, well, we like that one better. And that's the one he approved. He remembered the car that they liked. And uh, to this day, I still have guys say to me, do you remember when Lee Iacocca came back and asked me my opinion? And they can't believe that he did that. I was sitting next to Lee Iacocca in the showroom one day, and I said, we were there to, to approve a car. And he said, uh, I said, Lee, I don't want you to approve this car today. He said, what do you mean? I said, I don't want you to approve it. I said, we can do better than that. He said, no one ever told me that. I said, come back in two weeks. He came back in two weeks. He said, boy, you really changed it. He said, I like what you did. That was a great two weeks. I appreciate you telling me that. But I could talk to him like that. And uh, most people couldn't. Right. He trusted you, obviously. Oh, yeah. He, he did. He, he didn't have to think twice. That's right. So that works. Okay. One last quick story. Yeah. I, I, I always get a kick out of this. And that's about the jockey. The jockey? It's so human. I got a call from Henry Ford's office if I could come down and talk to him about a design project that he wanted to discuss. So I went down to his office. He was downtown Detroit, up in the top uh, floor. And his secretary, told me, he said, Mr. Ford just called and said he won't be here for three hours. Do you want to wait or do you want to come back? What do you want to do? And I said, well, I don't want to do any of that if I can help it. And he said, well, I can tell you what he wants. He's got racehorses in London and he wanted to talk to you about designing the jockey uniform. So I said, okay. So I went back and I got a hold of a one of my better designers, and I told him what we had to do, 
I said, go to the library, find out what jockeys wear, but we have to do a new design. And he did a beautiful job. He did four really neat designs. <clears throat> I took him down to Mr. Ford's office, and he wasn't there again. And his secretary said, well, which one of the four do you like? And I said, I like that one. Okay, I'll tell him. Months went by, I never heard a word. And I thought, meh, probably nothing happened. And I was in the men's room one day, and Mr. Ford came in, and he said, Gail, he said, I should have got back. He said, all the designs for the jockeys were great. The one you recommended, I used. And he said, I just want to tell you, the horse is doing fantastic. Ha, 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 ha.